in-depth conversations about getting dirty and growing strong through exploring the Pachamaya healing model. If you're enjoying our content, there are many ways you can show your support, including posting a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform, or by joining our mailing list at wherethelotusgrows.com. Leaving a review will get you an on-air shout-out, and joining our mailing list, you'll get a monthly email full of inspiration to keep you on track. You can also become a supporting member on patreon.com slash wherethelotusgrows, where your kind support is rewarded with additional gifts and content we've created just for you. We've chosen not to have advertisers, so the only way to keep our show going is through your generous Patreon support. We hope that our podcasts uplift you in your world. If you benefit in any way from our show, please become a supporting member. Kim and I also see clients privately. If you go to the website, there is more information about our private practice website as well. Raiditarians, getting dirty and growing strong. Welcome back, Raiditarians. Kim, what are we going to talk about today? Well, today I'd like to talk about simple tips that really work. I'm excited. So I hope uh, through this episode we just, you know... Sometimes you can't do like a whole big practice and Mm -hmm. simple, small changes uh, really add up to something big. And so the first thing that I'd like to talk about is meditation. And I get so many questions about meditation and and I feel like um, people are always trying to make it harder than what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And so I like to think of a map of a meditation land. So by now, we all know that meditation is good for us, right? We see that everywhere on the news and magazines. It's coming up across our social media feed um, because the science behind it um, is is there. Mm -hmm. But we kind of get self-critical that we don't know how to do it or we think we're not good at it or, you know, I'll never get my mind to be blank. But the mind doesn't have to be blank, right? (laughs) Right. So we start with this kind of overactive brain that's surrounded by a bay of doubt. Oh, I like and this then, concept. <laughs> this is <laughs> <then> the map. <laughs> this is the map, yeah. Then we have our bodily sensations of, you know, camp cold nose, a forest of knee pain, the itchy foot beach, I need to pee keys, uh, <laughs> weird smell island, the thirsty store, the hunger island. And from there, our mind goes into the daydreaming uh, area, you know, boredom cove, the river of impatience, a mountain of worry or a mountain of guilt, uh, the mountains of work that I should be doing, the mm-hmm. sea of distractions, stress atoll. And, um, you know, you, you kind of get the point of where I'm going with this, but really you just need to sit and do it and observe what's coming up for you. And part of being mindful is understanding the power and privilege you have acquired on your journey and remember where you started. Nice. So kind of following your way through the map. So it's settling into the idea that, yes, I'm going to be in that place where, I have an itch that I need to scratch first or I need to, you know, wiggle some wiggles out first. And then I know that the the thoughts are going to come in that I'm, I'm starting to go through my to-do list or whatever. <laughs> but moving through that, like on a map to get to that point on the journey 
where there's more or where there's less, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because meditation is observing the map, observing right. where the mind has gone. It's not, you know, getting rid of the map completely. It's well, how I, do you interact with that map? Mm-hmm. And I get that a lot, too, from clients and people that I work with um, when it comes to meditation, that it's, you know, to tell them no, the observing of what comes up is part of the practice. <laughs> Yeah. Because they want to just sit down and have nothing. And that, that really isn't, um, isn't part of the practice. That's not, that's not. And, and once you get to the, I think, um, I don't remember where I heard it, but once you get to the point where you're like, oh, I'm there, then you're out of it. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. you, you start to have that really good juicy meditation point and you're like, Oh wait, I'm I'm there right now, and then you're gone, and so then you're constantly trying to go back to that um, that space, and that's the practice, the observance and the awareness of the practice. Yes, I like that a lot. My mantra lately has kind of been, you know, when in doubt, zoom out, kind of look at something from further away, and I really liked that your. Um, Laying it out, like thinking of it like a map is kind of similar to that idea, like kind of zooming way out and kind of seeing above it instead of being in the forest. (laughs) So I really like that. I feel like taking the time to get quiet and breathe is, um, is really important. And like you said that the whole topic is, simple trips that simple tips that really work getting quiet and meditating really works so what about breath Kim well breath having your own breath practice is really really powerful and even if you just check in to notice your breath where you are it's a great gauge to notice what's going on for you uh, internally Mm-hmm. Whether that be in your body or your thoughts and, and emotions. So I think if you can find a space to reflect and reconnect with your breath, it increases the impulse of caring and compassion. So can you go through the day aware of your breath? Can you be listening to someone and still feel yourself breathing? So being aware of your natural breath teaches you a lot about um, the emotional state and the state of your nervous system. Uh, I agree. I also want to say that the, um, being aware too. one of the things that I find happens very often with clients and, and I fell victim to it, um, very much in the beginning of practicing yoga is breath retention and breath holding and not realizing that I was doing it. So when something is complicated, like, like practicing, you know, physical uh, asana or when something is stressful, sometimes there's a tendency to hold the breath and not even realize that you've done it. And that's not necessary if you're not mindfully um, practicing a breath retention. It it may not be healthy (laughs) for you to be holding your breath while you're doing something as well. Um, Yeah. And sometimes when I'm uh, stressed out, I'll notice that my inhale is really choppy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah. it's like the stutter. Right. And so I'm having a hard time receiving uh, things mm-hmm. because I'm so stressed out. 
Yeah, or and, it's not shallow. It's or it's not um, deep enough. It's just shallow. So it's just kind of at the surface. Mm-hmm. No, I I agree. It's really important to be aware of that. I remember I had a client one of the first times that I said um, to pay attention to the or to I asked them when we were thinking about breath during a meditation practice if there was a quality or texture. She's like, what's the texture to your breath? And it was, I explained it exactly like you said, Kim, which is, you know, just a choppiness. Like, does it kind of stutter? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I guess that is a texture <laughs> to your breath. <laughs> you know, otherwise it's it smooth and flowing. She's like, oh, yeah. Um, I really like that. One of the ways that um, has been really helpful for me as far as being a simple practice that has really been greatly helpful. And we're going to do a whole episode on it in the future. Um, has been journaling. Um, specifically I practice, um, the future self journal, which is a practice created by the holistic psychologist, um, Dr. Nicola Pera. But I have found that, that doing this practice gets my thoughts out it keeps me in gratitude it keeps my goals in mind and it improves my discipline and keeping my promises to myself in literally five minutes like just the the ability to sit down and kind of work with the same journal prompts every day um but that specifically hit these points so that I can kind of get out what my thoughts are and make sure that I'm giving credit where credit is due and being grateful and stating my goals daily really, really have helped me to stay on task. And it's just one of the most simplest things that I um, recently fell off for about a week and a half and things seemed crazy. And I was really lacking discipline. And I was really like found myself like, why am I not doing what I know I should be doing? And I, I, could kind of tie it all back to I wasn't taking that five minutes to myself every day and just jotting down a few simple things and I really feel like um one of my simple tricks that really work to to share with our courageitarians is just that just finding a practice that works for you but doing a little something every day that that becomes a habit yeah, I agree. I think it's those um, simple, small step promises that you make to yourself that really change the energy and keep the energy in a place of gratitude and compassion that flows you forward with less resistance and suffering. Beautifully said. <laughs> well, habits help us survive, but they can also cause us to crave um, what's unhealthy. And so, you know, can mindful awareness help us break free? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, oh, absolutely. I think since beginning to practice being more mindful, I mean, honestly, I, I came into it the very beginning of my 20s and, and have spent the last two decades just kind of improving upon how I can be more mindful and more aware in my daily life. Yeah, I think I've grown a lot over um, the 18 plus years that I've kind of been on this journey. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's broken a lot of 
chains of suffering, even though there are still many more to go. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, it, I have felt a lot of freedom and mm-hmm. I didn't realize like how bad I <laughs> was really stressed uh, in my <laughs> nervous system. And then I'm just like, oh gosh, you know, and it, so it, it has a whole new texture and meaning to me. Um, and Eric Candle won the Nobel Prize in psychology in 2000 for demonstrating that even the slowly sea slug, hardly a big brained cousin to humans, employs a two option approach to raise its chances for survival mode. And um, they either move towards nutrition or they move away from toxins. Nice. And Judson uh, Brewer, Judson Brewer points out in The Craving Mind that laying down memories, pathways to return to, is as ancient and ingrained as life itself. So mm-hmm. if there's an open patch of lawn, right, at mm-hmm. a corner and children are walking to school, they will cut through the grass on their way to school. And in time, that um, corner becomes hardened ground, right? The, the grass is kind of gone. Mm-hmm. And ancient people created paths for walking from one place to the other. Uh, horses and oxen came along and widened the path. And today we have paved roads. So when we want to go someplace, we um, have choices and we take these well-trodden uh, paths. It's the same with our brain and muscles and organs that respond to commands. As the neurons keep firing in a particular configuration, a path is created and it's just easier to go there and neurons that fire together wire together. Well, so it's fly. how we, yeah, it's how we learn to talk to um, others, to play and learn an instrument, um, to paint, um, you know, even habits like overeating and uh, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But when the habits reinforced, it increases um, the salience points up to more cues. It, uh, it cues and triggers us to kind of keep that wheel spinning round and round and round. And mindfulness can break this well-worn cycle, as we see illustrated by Jensen Brewer in that article that I, I'll have it linked in our show notes. Um, but her example is um, she uses uh, looking at her smartphone as mm-hmm. her example. So for today, let's see if I can articulate it just a little bit here. And so she's, you know, saying, what's your drug of choice? And if it's that smartphone, it can then uh, be anything or, you know, your your thing could be anything that, you know, kind of brings you pleasure or lessens pain that right. can drive that habit forward. So mm-hmm. for some, it's overeating. Some it's, you know, self-critical con- uh, comments. Some it's like your Amazon shopping cart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, smoking, love, you know, the list goes on and on. But the habits are um, formed and strengthened, strengthened as we journey through that continuous loop, as we seek satisfying urges, right? So the smartphone thing, if you see like a bunch of notifications or likes, you know, that's driving like, oh, you know, these people are interested in me. And this habit loop, there are cues and triggers that go to the mind and body experience. And that creates an effect, urges, reactions, reward, results, um, reinforcement, perception of how we view ourselves. 
and it just keeps going over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And mindful awareness is a form of curiosity that can act as a wedge to break the habit loop at various points and open up the opportunity for fresh choices or for us to kind of broaden our perspective, our view of things. Oh, I, I like that a lot. I like that, um, you know, in thinking about that, you're absolutely right. You know, we, we know Hebb's Law, what fires together, wires together. But I like that you, you explained it, that it can go either way. So, so the, you're, the brain seeks <laughs> to either find pleasure or to eliminate suffering. And, um, when you think about that, like that's where that can be with bad habits or good habits, uh, that can even be where compensation patterns happen within the body, because if you're experiencing pain, the body will start to compensate in a different way to try and lessen the pain or kind of go with the easiest way. Um, and it's the same thing, like psychologically, many of the things that we do. So you get that little dopamine shot. If you look at your phone and see that you've got likes the same thing can happen. You can, you can be just as um, addicted to, you know, seeing something negative on your phone and reacting to a news story or reacting to, you know, a negative comment that, that somebody said to you that you're still getting a shot of stress hormone in your body. Um, so we do kind of get conditioned and without mindful awareness, then we run the risk of falling into that's just one of many poor habits. If you're not being mindfully aware, um, I think the same thing is true. Like you said, the opposite way you can, you can create good habits and um, find healthy ways. That's kind of what the topic of this, um, this whole topic is about this week, finding healthy ways to switch that up and find positive habits and healthy things that you can do. For me, um, I really like not just meditation and journaling, but the security of planning ahead and scheduling. And I know that's similar for you, that that gives you a little bit of peace of mind when it comes to um, a, a tip that works to keep your your sanity and kind of keep yourself from from falling into bad habits is to to plan ahead, right? and and keep yourself on task and on track with setting goals. Yeah. And I know that you and I both uh, use the passion planner and that's one of the ways that we stay organized and kind of evaluate, uh, you know, how the month went and, um, you know, map out our, our year, you know, mm -hmm. what are our goals? What do we want to accomplish? Um, well, and I that, think what, that style really works for me. Yeah. Well, I think that comes back to setting intentions and really thinking about what the outcome is. So when we're mindlessly looking at our phone for the dopamine hit or we're mindlessly eating or we're mindlessly, then we're not keeping our goals and intentions, you know, at the forefront of our mind. You know, I think I'm going to probably butcher it, but it's an Abraham Lincoln quote and it's something about don't sacrifice your, your long-term goal for, you know, gratification in right now. It's more important, you know, to, to value and to look at your long-term goal. But I think a lot of people, if you, if you don't set that intention ahead of time, if you're not conscious and mindful and aware of what those goals are, it is so very easy for them to be set 
by the wayside and fall into the bad habits instead. I mean, it's a, it's a constant battle for me, (laughs) you know, I find, you know, staying on track and keeping my goals in mind, um, requires these simple trips, the simple tips. That's what, that's why we're discussing them. You know, I really have to get physical exercise in my life. I really have to get, um, quiet and mindfulness. I, like I told you, I shared with you just a little bit ago, falling off my journaling for a week and a half, I found myself just becoming undisciplined and falling into poor habits and then wondering why, even though I'm going to the gym, nothing is happening because I'm (laughs) eating poorly and making other bad decisions. Um, Just because I didn't sit down and spend two minutes checking a box about what my goal really is and bringing that to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I have a self um, uh, healing um, uh, for class, thing that I do a workshop series that I do every year at at the beginning of the year in the studio Mm -hmm. and um, it involves journaling self-massage vision boards um, and restorative practice and I think when you sit in front of that vision board for five minutes every day and just you know look at it that really helps in the forefront of your mind keep you uh, headed towards your goals Mm-hmm. And so I typically like to do mine in um, kind of that science fair board where there's three sections because it can stand up oh, right, right in front of yeah, my meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sits there nicely. And as I meditate, I can stare and look at it and then do my journal. And um, that helps me stay focused. But you're right. I mean, you, you travel or something comes up and, um, you know, you're out of your routine. It's difficult to get back into that routine. And then you find that you've kind of run amok. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's, and, you know, and I always joke about like, why is it so easy to, to run amok? <laughs> like it's so super easy all the time, no matter whether you have, you know, this so long easy. practice going for six to eight months, then all of a sudden you can just be a muck in like a day or two. You know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, um, I don't remember where I heard it, but, um, it was the, the quote was discipline is freedom. Mm-hmm. So it's like the practice of sticking to your stuff gives you the freedom to do what you want because you've, you know what I mean? You've practiced that integrity with yourself. Then you have the freedom with yourself to, to conquer your goals, to kind of crush your, crush whatever your goals are, do what, accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish because you are disciplined, not, yes. you know, no, kind of that I, paradigm shift of, of, I don't have to, I get to. Right. Cause sometimes you hear the negativity of, Oh, you live way too, like too much of a rigid schedule, uh, scheduled life. Mm-hmm. But that discipline, I, I think does allow for more compassion and mm-hmm. uh, more freedom in the long run, because, um, you've got more cylinders spinning together. Wheels of the cog are spinning together, um, which then allows that freedom Sure, versus oh, kind of bouncing around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I like to, to reflect back sometimes and laugh at my younger self because my younger self would look at me now and kind of be like, oh, you know, you stick to the schedule. Like I would have pish posh. So boring. It a lot. Right. Yes, but it was boring <laughs> and rigid. And yet I look now at how much I'm able to accomplish just in a week and how much I'm able to do and, and what I have going on and all of the plates I can spin and all of the things that I can do. And I, you know, it makes me giggle that, um, 
you know, all the things that the elders in our life tried to tell us when we were younger, <laughs> that discipline yeah. is important and that we should take the time to do, you know, the little things and to be mindful of our things. It was, it was all true. All of that wisdom was true. And um, well, it, it we just have to be stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to challenge our Courageitarians to do this 30-day challenge with me. And so some of you might say, well, you know, how do I know if I'm doing it right? And my advice to you is that you'll just know. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is to meditate for 30 days straight and to write about it for at least five minutes in your sprint journal. So it's a 10-minute sit in the morning plus a five-minute journal and then a five-minute sit in the evening plus a five-minute journal. Like so that. I'd want you to chat with us on Instagram and Facebook, you know, let us know how you're going. I'll post my uh, daily kind of aha monuments for accountability. Um, so if you decide to take the plunge, I invite you to join me. It's going to help me. We can help each other. Absolutely. And with the us, new year coming up, I think that's. It's perfect time to do it, right? Yes, absolutely. So, let us know how it's going, whether, um, you know, it's the tyranny of the to-do list and the promise to yourself or whether, you know, the shit kind of hits the fan um, or maybe your letting go muscle is perhaps um, changing, um, you know, what, whatever you end up discovering about yourself, you know, just put it out there. Be, give us your getting dirty, growing strong story through this and um, 30 days later. and. Um, you know, here's here's my biggest kind of um, tip is that you won't see the fruit during the practice times, but you're going to see it in the rest of your life. So you want to stay tuned into the journey between your sitting times uh, for the meditation. That's that's the rich area. I love that. Yeah. Twenty five minutes a day for 30 days is absolutely doable. And um I think, yeah, you don't, you don't eat the fruit the day you plant the seed. I think it will be exciting to see what we come up with through this. And then um, as, we, as we wrap it up, let's tie this into yoga therapy specifically and, and what our gift is for our audience this season. Well, to me, this all ties into yoga therapy through discipline, mm-hmm. tapas, and yeah. self-study, swadahaya. Uh, meditation, we're starting to see this in healthcare, um, the medicine of the moment. It's a simple practice of paying attention. It's making inroads into medicine through habit change, stress reduction, self-care, and decreasing burnout. And our affirmation this week was, I'm right here right now. So meditation and journaling, I think, keeps us into that present moment. And the gift for our Patreon members is there'll be a calendar tracker with some tips to help you get through the next 30 days. Um, Because I don't know, like you, my mind will kind of edit things. And so if Mm -hmm. I have a nice calendar, it keeps me honest to what's happening. Super helpful. Oh, well, thank you, Courageitarians. Another week that you've shared with us and that we have gotten to share with you. We look forward to seeing you next week. We have conversations about getting dirty and growing strong through exploring the Pachamaya healing model. If you're enjoying our content, there are many ways you can show your support, including posting a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform, or by joining our mailing list at wherethelotusgrows.com. Leaving a review will get you an on-air shout-out, and joining our mailing list, you'll get a monthly email full of inspiration to keep you on track.
You can also become a supporting member on patreon.com slash where the lotus grows, where your kind support is rewarded with additional gifts and content we've created just for you. We've chosen not to have advertisers, so the only way to keep our show going is through your generous Patreon support. We hope that our podcasts uplift you in your world. If you've benefited in any way from our show, please become a supporting member. Kim and I also see clients privately. If you go to the website, there is more information about our private practice websites as well.